Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. You've read his books. You see him on television. You follow him on social media. And you can listen to him talk about life and retirement right here, right now. He is Pat Struby, and this is Save Your Retirement, presented by Preservation Specialists. Is 2024 your year to retire? Today we have your retirement forecast for the year so you can understand the key factors you might want to consider before you enter this next phase of your life. We're so glad you're here with us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And today is all about that financial forecast for the year. So Pat, I hope you have that crystal ball shined up, ready to go. <laughs> I don't know. You, yeah, it's um, that is a very dangerous place to be, isn't it? Have, try, trying to work with the crystal ball, but uh, it might be hazy. But we'll see if we can dig some nuggets out of it. How's that sound? I'm, I'm sure we will do our best. I'm, I'm sure we'll do our best. You know, just looking back on what different financial analysts are saying, things like persistent inflation and the possibility of living a long time. Those are a couple of big factors to consider for people retiring this year. Probably a, a lot of years, really, people have needed to think about this. But how do you talk to people about some of those big challenges like that? Yeah, I think that the thing about that that's interesting, Jen, is you have things that are evergreen that we're always concerned about as we're heading into retirement. But then we also have the current environment that we're in at all times. So some of those things are fluctuating. So we're always concerned with, you know, how do I know when I have enough to retire? Um, how do I know my money will last? How do I know my loved ones will be okay if something happens to me? I mean, those are what most of us are really at our core. It's what we really want to know. Uh, but then to answer those things, we're wondering about things like inflation and you know longevity and the stock market and interest rates and all those kinds of things. You know, in the last couple of years have been pretty dynamic and pretty unique. And so certainly, you know, everyone's wondering what's going to happen with inflation. That's been <laughs> yeah, that's been something right. we've been discussing with clients for the last couple of years, and, and I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Yeah, no, nothing new there certainly, but this is a big challenge because. With inflation hitting us right now, as well as the fact that just on principle things will be more expensive in the future, just talk about the challenges of people having to spend more now as costs keep going up, but also trying to save enough to stay ahead of inflation in the future and, and into retirement. I mean, that that's a really big challenge where we're spending more and saving more at the same time. It is. And I know, Jen, you know, we've been fortunate to um, be doing this show for many, many years now. And I, I know for a number of years, I said, other than the fact that there was low inflation, it had to be one of the most difficult times in history to retire. Mm -hmm. Well, now we stack inflation on top of that. So it's even worse. Yeah. So, you know, thankfully, uh, regardless of how you feel about how the, the Fed and politicians have managed uh, inflation and interest rates, it does appear that um, Hopefully the worst is behind us, at least in the short run. Um, and inflation is getting closer to um, targets. But inflation, as frustrating as it is when you're working, it's way more important when you're retired because you're not getting pay raises every year in retirement. You right. are on a fixed budget 
And so that's something that it's really important when you're thinking about your retirement, especially as you get, you know, within three to five years of retirement, either you or if you're working with a financial planner, they've got to be thinking about how are we projecting inflation through your retirement to make sure that you're still maintaining your spending power after you retire. Right. And so there's got to be some growth when we're talking about trying to help our savings last in the future, even as costs keep going up. How do you talk to people about this? Finding that appropriate balance between growth, so we're keeping pace with inflation and we can afford to live a longer time, but also preservation, so we aren't overdoing it, overexposing ourselves to risk. This is kind of a balancing act here. It's a real big balancing act, Jen, and this comes back to our idea that there's really, you have three phases of your investing life. And most of us at some point when we are way far away from retirement, we enter that first phase, which is accumulation. And that's when you're just putting money into something, a 401k or whatever you have available. And you just want that sucker to grow. You're not really worried about anything else. Um, You know, if you have a thousand dollars in an account and it has a big loss, that doesn't feel good, but that's Mm -hmm. totally different than having a million dollars in your 401k at retirement and having a huge loss. So, so that first phase, that's all that matters. And when you're in the last phase in retirement, that's a night and day difference. Now your first goal should not be growth. It should be income and then preserving that principle. And so you really need to be thinking about how do I make sure to protect myself from losses rather than growth. Uh, But then what you mentioned, Jen, is exactly right. That doesn't mean that we don't care about growth at all, Mm -hmm. because if you just buried everything in the backyard, you're losing a lot to inflation, right? So you need to be having a balance. And so for most of our clients, what we're working on is we're building out a balanced allocation. And, you know, as I always say, there's no one perfect investment. So that's the reason we have to divvy things up. So most people like to have some things that are totally safe and guaranteed, some things that have much more of a growth component to it. And then this middle world, which is usually generating income or dividends or things like that. And Mm -hmm. we can blend all three of those. And then the beauty of it is, it's what we always talk about. There's not a boilerplate because everyone's different. Uh, So we're going to custom build that allocation. We're going to find one that's right for you, right for you accomplishing your goals, right for your comfort level with risk. And obviously, uh, to tie it all back together, Jen, uh, making sure we're trying to protect you from inflation. So if you don't have an allocation that's built specifically for you, for your retirement, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. We do a stress test on your portfolio at absolutely no cost and no obligation. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialist. That number again, 803-9-RETIRE. Or if it helps to hear the actual numbers as you're punching that into your phone, 803-973-8473. Talking today about our 2024 retirement forecast. And now we're going to get a little political. Let's get political here. All right. Yes. Yes. I just wanted to give you a heads up on that. Just brace yourself. So, (laughs) the latest reports indicate the Social Security Trust Fund could fall short this year without action by Congress. And one of the options being considered is raising the full retirement age, which would really be a, a hot debate when we're talking about messing with Social Security during an election year. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just yes. guessing. That is just in that crystal ball. That's just yes. what I'm seeing. <laughs> well, and and one thing I'll say about that, Jen, is you know it was back in 1983 when they increased the full retirement age from yeah. 65 to 67, uh, based on you know what year you were born, and that was under the Greenspan Commission, uh, where they also increased taxes to help fund Social Security. That was really the only time there's been action on this. And the thing that drives me crazy is all politicians since then um, have spent all of those extra dollars. So it's not like there's this big pile of trillions of dollars sitting around to fund Social Security. We're just kind of floating it year by year trying to figure it out. So this is one of those things where it is going to be hotly contested. And if there's one thing politicians love to do, they love to make promises. And then they also they also love to kick the can to the next politician yeah. uh, when it comes to these things. But the reality is we are living so much longer than when Social Security was started. And so, you know, changing ages and things like that, that's just a reality that we have to be considering. 
fortunately, if you're close to retirement, we would certainly assume those types of changes would happen, you know, based on age. Um, and so you've got time to adjust to those types of things. Uh, we talk about, you know, potential for higher taxes, Jen. I, I think one of the things they're going to come to is increasing taxes on your Social Security mm. benefits in retirement, especially based on means testing, meaning if you have a certain amount of income or if you have a certain amount of assets. So those are things we're keeping our eyes out for and trying to help protect our clients from in case those get worse in the future. Yeah, certainly some things to, to think about. And, and the other thing that we all know that all politicians love to do is blame the other side of the aisle, no matter <laughs> no matter what it is that happens. And since I brought it up, let's just go ahead and, and get into the fact that with this being an election year, obviously it's early in the year. Pat, there's an awful lot that we don't know about what is going to be happening throughout the the different races, both um, for the White House and in Congress. But you know, we do see things like times of volatility when there's so much uncertainty during something like an election year. So how do you talk to clients who are worried about some of this uncertainty or maybe they have questions about how their investments are doing? They're worried about all these impacts on the markets. How do you talk to people about that? Well, it's a double-edged sword, Jen, because on the one hand, I'll admit it's worrisome. I worry about it. You know, there's, I mean, there's things that some of the politicians want to do. They want to increase taxes. They want to spend like crazy. And I don't think any of those things make sense. Uh, But on the flip side, uh, there's not a whole lot that you can glean from the news. Uh, I think back to when Trump won the election and every single news outlet was talking about how the stock market would crash because he was such an unknown. And what happened next? The market surged like crazy. So there's just, you know, finding someone who's actually going to be able to predict things properly and help you with it, it's an impossible game. And so the main thing to do is just make sure you've got your plan in place. Let's make sure we execute on that. Uh, We would never want you to have money in something risky like the stock market that you're planning on banking on in the short run anyway. So what we want to do is just have a smart plan, make sure we tailor it to you, and then just manage that plan as we go. And as long as we do that properly, that should give you success in retirement. So as we talk about some of these these different things to keep an eye on, things like volatility in the markets, what's the future of Social Security? What could be happening there? We didn't even touch tax policy. Um, so many different moving pieces here to be thinking about. It might be time, Pat. Maybe you are working with different people in all these different areas that we've been touching on here today. It could be time to start talking to a retirement planner if you have been talking to a bunch of different financial professionals in all these different areas. Yeah, you know, a lot of the people that we work with have done a really good job of saving. They know they need to think about taxes, strategies to preserve income, and creating a legacy plan for their heirs and loved ones. When you work with someone who focuses on retirement, you can address all of those different areas in one place. We can talk with you about some of the main risks to your retirement, including taxes and tax increases, risk in the markets, inflation, and increasing healthcare costs, strategies to help you reduce your taxes in the future and preserve your retirement savings, maintaining your current standard of living in retirement, even as costs continue to rise and your legacy and inheritance goals for your loved ones and how those goals fit into your overall retirement strategy. It's all at one place under one roof. You want the different accounts, investments, and policies you own to work seamlessly together, and that doesn't happen by accident. And just one last thing to remember, don't make financial decisions without understanding the full impact on all the other pieces of your retirement plan. Make sure these things are working together. 803-9-RETIRE is the number to call to help you learn more about the benefits of having that comprehensive retirement strategy and how you can get started on putting one in place for your future. That's 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. John Farley here. According to the U.S. Debt Clock, in the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million. That's more than $2 billion a day, $15 billion a week. Right now, our debt is over $31 trillion and climbing fast. The question is how do we pay it off? The answer, increasing taxes. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in the future depends on a lot of things. The team at Preservation Specialists knows what to look for. Our advisors can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as it can be. Call 803-9-RETIRE to set up a visit with an advisor at Preservation Specialists. That's 803-9-RETIRE. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now, 803-9-RETIRE. 
Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership. The team at Preservation Specialists have put together a retirement rescue kit to help you get your plan started. To get yours, text the word RETIRE to 803-973-8473 right now. That's RETIRE to 803-973-8473. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of preservation specialists. And when you think about who is most likely to be comfortable and confident with their retirement, well, there are a few things you can do to secure your financial future. And Pat's going to help us break it all down. Because Pat, the Employee Benefit Research Institute did a study finding that retirees who say they feel comfortable in retirement They've all done the same four things, Hmm. and we want to share those four keys with our listeners today. So again, this is what they said. These are people who say they feel comfortable in retirement. These are things they've done. The first one is going into retirement with little or no debt. Yeah, by the way, Jen, um, someone might hear this and think, well, that sounds kind of weird. Like, don't we know what people like in retirement? But I, I always make the point that like retirement planning and retirement research is actually fairly new. You know, uh, people didn't really know how to live off of a nest egg until the last couple of decades uh, because people weren't really having to do it. That's because a good point. people, yeah. yeah, they were living off of Social Security and pensions and things like that. So th- this, there's really some really awesome research being done into these types of things. So I'm glad we're covering this. So having little or no debt. So I would say that this is a really valuable one. This is where we always talk about our process being custom built instead of a boilerplate because everyone's different. So we do have clients that carry debt into retirement and they have a very successful plan. That would typically be a situation where uh, maybe what made sense for them, maybe they've moved recently and they're comfortable with having a mortgage on their home. Having said that, we certainly would not want to have, you know, high interest rate debt like credit card balances and things like that. And then I will say a large majority of people, even if the math makes sense to carry debt, they just feel better not having it. And I'm guessing that's probably some of what came up from the survey. And so one of the examples that I use is if you've saved a lot of your nest egg in 401ks and IRAs, keep in mind, if you're carrying a mortgage balance, you have to take money out of your 401k and IRA to create your retirement income, and that money's taxed. So you have to take money out, then pay taxes on it, and then whatever's left has to go to pay that mortgage payment. Whereas if you are debt-free, now you don't have to take nearly as much money out of your mm. retirement accounts, which could mean paying less taxes or being in a lower tax bracket. So that's one example of where that could really be valuable. And of course, Jen, we always talk about we can always give you the right financial answer, but the bottom line is we want you to be comfortable and we want you to be confident in retirement and not worrying. And for a lot of people, uh, being debt-free is is really priceless. Right. And here's the other thing. Not only do we want to work on getting that paid off before retirement, we don't want to rack up new debt in retirement as well. And and that's not necessarily even just frivolous spending, Pat. I mean, that could be things like the water heater goes out and, and something mm. needs to be replaced. What goes into creating a budget for your retirement expenses so you can avoid that situation of racking up new debt in retirement? Yeah, one of the fun things about what we do, Jen, is we get to meet with lots of people as they're either they're already retired and they're kind of looking for a checkup from us or as they're kind of in those years, you know, five or 10 years before retirement. And, you know, we're all wired differently, obviously. So everyone handles their finances differently. And some people have a spreadsheet where they track their expenses to the penny. And some people think that's the craziest idea they've ever heard. They don't track it at all. You know, so there's, right. there's a wide range of people. So if you're someone who already has a budget and you like having a budget, then that's an easy one to answer. But for a lot of people, you might be thinking, oh, wow, I have to like stop and think about what I spend every month. That's kind of a scary thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, for many people, their highest earning years are in your career, maybe in your 50s or 60s. And also if you raised kids, maybe they're out of the house now. So you're at a time where you have the most disposable income you've ever had in your life. So it doesn't feel like a time where you need to kind of tighten your belt and and you know, track your expenses. So what's very common for us, Jen, is we meet people who haven't had to do that. And this is a new process. 
So that's just part of our, you know, process of meeting with our advisors is helping you figure out if you're wondering, how do I know when I can retire and how do I make sure I have enough and that I'll never run out of money? Well, part of that is getting through a framework of what will you be spending in retirement? So that's part of our process is to help people through that. And uh, it's probably something you could do at home or Google or find a budget worksheet or something like that. But, you know, the beauty of working with a retirement planner is we've already gone through this process with hundreds of people over the years. So we know what it's like. We know what the pitfalls are. And we just think that a lot of people have felt like there's a lot of value in going through that process. That's part of what we call our five-step retirement review, which is an opportunity to sit down with one of our planners, talk about what your dreams and goals are, and then also talk about where you're at right now and, and have an, a better idea of if you're on the right track or not. And the beauty of that is there's no cost, there's no obligation for taking that simple step. All you have to do to get started is call us at 803-9-RETIRE to take advantage of our no cost, no obligation, five-step retirement review. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. And Pat, the next key, the second key to a comfortable retirement is what we call having a clear spend-down strategy. That's what these people who responded to this Employee Benefit Research Institute, that's what they said they had was a clear spend-down strategy Talk about what that means. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm curious how the questions were phrased because uh, most people I know don't really like Couldn't the phrase that. spend down. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> because spend down sounds like you're wondering, yeah, at what point are you down to zero, right? <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah, so I think what they're getting at there is having a plan, understanding where your retirement income is going to come from. And that is something that I think this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Jen, which is, you know, how do you retire? is kind of a relatively recent study in America because it just people living off of their own nest egg just isn't something that's been happening for for all that long mm -hmm. and we meet very successful people who are extremely intelligent and they come in for their review and they say here's all my stuff how do I turn this into retirement because it's just not unless you do what we do that's not your job right <laughs> to actually know all right. that so that's part of I, I think probably we talk about that being the foundation of a retirement plan, which is taking a look at all your resources, trying to figure out about what you might be wanting to spend in retirement and putting a plan together to see if you'll be on track or not. And of course, for most people, they're trying to figure out when can I retire and how do I make sure that money's gonna last as long as I do? And those are the biggest pieces that most of us are worried about. Talk a little bit more about the transition that happens, Pat, when we go from saving for retirement, and that's the main focus, to then managing that savings. And again, you know, it's a scary phrase when we talk about spending it down, but managing that savings in retirement, there's a transition that happens there. There is. In fact, in my newest book, The Retirement Secret, I talk about that in the very beginning about how some people have called this the do-it-yourself retirement system, mm -hmm. you know, because a generation or two ago, a lot of people would just happily live off of Social Security and a pension. They weren't worried about managing money or anything. Well, now we're kind of all our own pension managers because most people don't have a pension anymore. So this is really important because experts would say, generally speaking, if you are going to use your nest egg to help in your retirement, there's basically three stages of investing. The third stage is when you're actually in retirement and you're actually focusing on income and preserving your capital. The first one, of course, is when you're just starting to accumulate. Like you said, Jen, you're just basically trying to save and accumulate for retirement. But there is a middle section. It's that transition from saving and accumulating to when you're actually spending it down. And experts would say, that's actually the most difficult time because how exactly do you make that transition? When do you do it? How quickly do you do it? There is no right or wrong answer. And that's actually, I would say, probably the most common time that someone hires us, Jen, is because they're coming in thinking exactly that, thinking, well, I'm not in my 30s anymore. And so I need to start thinking seriously about this transition of as I start getting closer and closer to retirement, make sure that I don't make any mistakes. What would you say most people overlook when it comes to how they spend their savings in retirement? Well, this is one of those examples, that uh, Jen, where I would say someone told me once a great phrase, which is there's no such thing as unbiased financial advice. Hmm. And when, when I say bias there, I don't mean that in a negative way as in you know trying to harm you. I, I just mean as far as having an opinion. Right. And this is one where there's different philosophies. Someone from a brokerage world might tell you, uh, here's how you spend down your savings. You pick a portfolio. It's a mixture of stocks and bonds, and you draw money out every month. And most of the time, that'll work okay. 
And we just don't believe our philosophy is most of the time is not an acceptable answer. <laughs> so uh, because uh, you only have one crack at retirement. So we believe in a different philosophy, which is looking at your portfolio and trying to be smart about how you categorize that. And if you have something that's designed for growth, that shouldn't be something you're counting on for income. We want to have other things building your income. So you want to have things like social security as something you can count on. You want to have something like a pension if it's possible for you to have that. If not, maybe you want to look at safe accounts like annuities or something like that that has some type of contractual guarantee to it. And then we want to find other income sources. Maybe that's going to pay monthly dividends or things like that. So there's a lot of ways to get at that. And that's something where you want to make sure you either know exactly what you want to accomplish in retirement, or if you're looking to hire someone to help you, you absolutely want to make sure you are comfortable asking them about their philosophy because you want to make sure that you are a match for them. And that's one of the reasons, Jim, we offer an opportunity to talk with one of our advisors, absolutely no cost and no obligation. We call that a retirement review, and you can take advantage of that offer by calling 803-9-RETIRE. Again, that offer is available to listeners of today's show. To take advantage, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. A study from the Employee Benefit Research Institute found retirees who consider themselves to be quote-unquote comfortable in retirement have done the same four things. We're going to continue breaking down those four keys to a comfortable retirement. Coming up next. 2024, it's here. And if retirement is on your agenda this year, call Preservation Specialists right now at 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. To schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review, call right now, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. You can check out retirewithpat.com if you'd like to learn a little bit more. And we're talking today about this study from the Employee Benefit Research Institute finding that retirees who consider themselves to be comfortable, quote unquote, comfortable in retirement, have all done the same four things. So we are calling these the keys to a comfortable retirement. And so, Pat, for those who missed it, let's recap the first couple that we covered in the last segment. What were those first two keys that all these folks said that they have done? Yeah, the first one was go into a retirement with just a little or no debt. And the second one was creating a clear spend-down strategy, or, or as I Try to kindly rephrase into having a plan for your retirement income. <laughs> That's right. A little less scary than having a spend down strategy. But the point is uh, not being, um, well, I guess the technical term would be spending willy nilly. That's the technical <laughs> term, right? We want to have a plan. <laughs> I haven't heard willy nilly in a while. That's a good <laughs> That's one. That's a good one. We'll have to bring that back. I think that's coming back. So the next key is having some sort of employer-provided assistance, a lot of these people said. What can you tell us about that one? Yeah, that's... um, Sounds great. It sounds great. It's just a lot harder to find. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, two things do come to mind there, Jen. One would, of course, be having a, an employer-sponsored uh, pension, which truly is, you know, becoming like a dinosaur. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it was at its peak over half of people had that available to them, and now it's just a fraction mm-hmm. of people heading into retirement. And of course, if you're within five or ten years of retirement, there's not a whole lot you can do to create that if it doesn't already exist. Right. Um, the other one, though, that I, that we run into a lot, especially because not all of our clients want to work full-time until age 65 is if your employer will provide some kind of assistance with healthcare, Mm. uh, with different types of insurance. And that's something I can say, you know, in my 24 years of experience, when I started, just about every employer gave tremendous health insurance benefits, you know, to people uh, when they were working and then after they retired. And then I've just seen over those 24 years as as that scales back. And so Mm. some people still have great benefits. Uh, when they retire or supplemental benefits even after they go on to Medicare. But of course, uh, it's so different for everyone. And that's something, if you're not sure what your employer offers, that's a great example of something to be finding out about because you may be pleasantly surprised there may be some benefits there that you're not aware 
of, but uh, health insurance would be one. But of course, you know, having some type of income from something like a pension would be the ideal, uh, even yeah. though we don't, we just don't see it that often. Yeah, and that's a great point about the assistance with the health care coverage because yeah, I was really thinking about it in terms of some sort of pension, and as you said. Those are really going by the wayside. For those who aren't lucky enough to have something like that, though, how do they achieve a comfortable retirement? Because a lot of us have to do that kind of on our own. We do. And in fact, we talk about that uh, sometimes creating a personal pension Mm -hmm. uh, because what's happened essentially is government entities and employers – uh, used to provide all kinds of income guarantees, and they started realizing, hey, this is really expensive to do this. Yeah. Why don't we just pawn this off on on the employees? And so that's what they've done. And now that's why we all have to manage our piles of money and figure out how to turn it into income. So it goes from being a corporate pension into a personal pension as we create income off of it. So, so of course, the obvious question is, how do we do that? And that goes into all the different ways that you can generate income in retirement. And, and of course, we don't have time to go into all that today, but there's one example I really like, and uh, it's an idea of measuring your grip, uh, GRIP, which is something mm-hmm. I, I talk about in my my book, The Retirement Secret. This is from uh, someone uh, named Dr. Wade Fowl, who is uh, a retirement researcher that's done some phenomenal work. And GRIP stands for Guaranteed Retirement Income Percentage. So mm-hmm. uh, let's say you want $5,000 a month coming in in retirement as a nice round number. And let's say you don't have a pension, but you and your spouse have Social Security. And I'm going to make this real easy on myself, Jen. So let's <laughs> let's let's say your social security is 2,500 a month. Okay. So 2,500 a month is half of 5,000. So your grip is 50%. So that means 50% of what you want to have coming in has some sort of guarantee to it. If we assume that you know social security is reasonably safe, which of course is another discussion <laughs> for us to cover right. on another in another show. So most people would probably say, "Boy, I'd like to have a little higher percentage than that, right?" Because someone else might say, "Well, I need 4,000 a month, and I have 3,500." of social security coming in. So that's a very high grip, right? Or someone might be lower than 50%. So depending on where your grip stands, then the next question is how can you create that? And basically, besides social security and a pension, the only way to do that is really have some type of annuity with a lifetime income guarantee tied to it. And so that's something that it depends on your personality. It depends on your retirement plans. It depends on all kinds of things, but not everyone, but for some people, that makes a lot of sense. So maybe someone has a grip of 50% and they say, boy, I really feel a lot more comfortable if I had a lot higher percentage of my basic monthly needs covered by something where I can sleep at night. And Jen, there's been a lot of studies that say people that have pensions or annuity income you know, are happier or more comfortable in retirement. And, and that's the reason why is because they know they've got these deposits coming in every month. So that's an example of something that is not, there's no boilerplate for that. There's no set rule or policy that every uh, retiree should follow. But we think it's really valuable to stop and think about how much you want to have coming in in retirement and what are the possible sources to create that. And Uh, Do you have a need to look into something like a personal pension through an annuity with guaranteed lifetime income, or is that something that's not really important for you? And this is, Jen, what we call the power of sitting down with one of our planners and the fact that we don't charge for that initial review, and we call that our five-step retirement review, and we do that at no cost and no obligation. This is an opportunity to really have a retirement income analysis to see where you stand right now and if it makes sense exactly how you have it planned or if there's other planning ideas that make sense to consider. If you don't have a retirement income plan, or if you're not sure, or if you, you'd like a second opinion of yours, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, that review is at absolutely no cost and no obligation. All you have to do to get started is call 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists. I am Jen Rizak alongside. And of course, the final key to a comfortable retirement is having some sort of guaranteed income. And that could mean Social Security, a pension. You can create your own stream of guaranteed income. There's a lot of ways to do this. But Pat, Social Security is going to be a part for pretty much anyone in retirement. How do we make sure we're making the right decisions there with our Social Security? Yeah, I I think that um, with Social Security... um this is something that they say there's a pendulum uh, with, with with financial type of uh, advice and 
Social Security went from one end of the spectrum, which was no one was talking about it, and everyone just claimed it, as yeah. you like to say, willy nilly, right? Uh, whenever, whenever, <laughs> I whenever like they kind to of say that, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to start saying that more. Um, but it was kind of like just whatever felt right or whatever they wanted to do, or based on a whim of, right. you know, I don't know how long I'm going to live, so I'm just going to take it while I can. And then it kind of swung to the other end, where now when you Google when should I take Social Security, there's literally millions of articles there, and almost all of them. Basically, if you summarize them, it says you should delay it as long as you possibly can. And that's really all it's saying. Uh, but the important thing that we always want to talk about is delaying your Social Security is how you get as much as possible. So we call that maximizing it. But that may not be best for you. And we, the difference is what we call the difference between maximizing your Social Security and optimizing it. Optimizing it means we, we try to get the best out of your Social Security based on your personal circumstances. So the example I would use is you can claim Social Security as early as 62. It can grow up until age 70. It's an eight-year gap. Well, what if you want to retire at 62, but some website tells you you should defer it until 70? That's fine and dandy, but they're not paying for your retirement for eight years, right? So you have to have a plan for how to cover that gap. And that's part of building out a retirement income plan is uh, when you're working with a retirement planner, they're going to help you analyze the different options for your Social Security and help you find the mix that's right for you. Pat, aside from creating an income strategy for your retirement, what else do we need to be thinking about? Well, the two that I think are most common on our clients' minds, and they've seen tremendous value from our discussions, uh, one would be income tax planning. And this is something that's always been important because taxes in retirement is very different than when you're working um, because you have different sources of income and those could be taxed in different ways. You may be in a different tax bracket. Uh, you're probably hoping to be in a different tax bracket. Uh, but we also, now now we bring into, into effect you know, what's happened in our country uh, over the last you know, half a dozen years or so as, as uh, uh, well, maybe, maybe a decade or so as politicians have just been spending money like crazy and the federal debt is just out of control. And almost everyone who understands finances says there's only one real way to solve that and that's from increasing taxes in the future. That's a huge problem for anyone who's saving for retirement and accumulating in their 401k and IRA gen because those are tax-deferred accounts. And if you say, well, if I think tax rates are going up in the future and you start thinking, wait, why am I deferring taxes on purpose? Now you start seeing maybe we've got a problem. And so doing some proactive tax planning is one of the areas that we think is really important to be considering. The second one is just the age-old idea of are you investing in a way that makes the most sense for you? And that's something that the world of investing, Wall Street, loves to tell you, put your money in stocks and bonds, and most of the time it's going to work out really well, and they want to gloss over the times when it doesn't work well. Well, unfortunately, there are some people that are unlucky, and they retire at the wrong place in the wrong time, and it doesn't work out for them. So we just believe there's a better way. There's so much more to creating a portfolio when you're close to retirement. There's so many different options out there, and it can really provide you with a nice blend of of you know, having some upside potential, having some safety, uh, having some income and some access for emergencies. And we just think that, that uh, we have seen that provide peace of mind uh, for someone as they're getting close to retirement. We think that's important to be aware of. Pat, let's talk a little bit about what goes into a comprehensive strategy that addresses all these different concerns to help us feel more confident about our financial future. Yeah, the analogy I love for this one, Jen, is the junk drawer. You know, we all have a junk drawer in the house, or maybe two or three or four. Several, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at least you know somewhere if you dig far enough, you'll find the batteries or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I always think of this as like the junk drawer for our financial lives. And the reason for that is I've never met anyone, and I certainly didn't, that had a financial plan when they were an, an early adult. You know, you just start becoming an adult, yeah. you start doing adult things, you're and adulting. suddenly you, you're adulting, <laughs> suddenly you have a 401k, you have homeowner's insurance, a house, uh, a mortgage, you have all these things and you accumulate savings and checking, but none of it is a plan that fits together. And so what happens, especially as you start getting closer to retirement, you've got more of these things and there's more money in there and you've got more at risk and you just don't know what to do. And that's what meeting with a financial planner can help you do. It can help you basically take those and piece them all together into a comprehensive and cohesive plan. And we talk about five areas. You need to have an income plan in retirement, an investment plan, tax plan, healthcare plan, and then an estate plan. 
And we like to think of those as kind of jigsaw puzzle pieces all fitting together. And of course, the goal of them fitting together is to accomplish your goals and dreams. If you're not sure if you have a plan like that, or if you think you might be able to benefit from that, that's why we offer a review with one of our advisors at absolutely no cost and no obligation. To get started, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, that's 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert, Tim Hanbury. I wanted to discuss what's called a Medicare Advantage Medical Savings Account, or MSA. You may be familiar with plans called Health Savings Accounts, or HSAs, at work. MSAs are similar, but have some interesting differences. With an MSA, instead of contributing to the MSA, the insurance company puts money into your account. For example, one plan has a $5,000 deductible, but the insurance company puts $2,000 into the account at the beginning of each year. These plans will have aspects which are like supplemental plans. You can go to any provider that accepts Medicare in the United States. You don't have any network of providers. And you need to purchase a separate prescription plan as they don't cover prescriptions. But like Advantage plans, they have a zero-cost premium, and the insurance company handles all the claim payments, not Medicare. So if you're familiar with HSA plans, these plans will function in the same fashion. The difference is the insurance company is contributing monies into your account instead of you. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. The team at Preservation Specialists have put together a retirement rescue kit to help you get your plan started. To get yours, text the word RETIRE to 803-973-8473 right now. That's RETIRE to 803-973-8473. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and he is the author of the book's Save Your Retirement and the Retirement Secrets, and he knows very well that retirees face a lot of choices when they get to retirement, and it can feel like such a dilemma trying to make a final decision on things like what you will do and where you will go, and then all the tough financial questions. It's kind of like the longest game of would you rather that you'll ever (laughs) play. And we've played this here before on the show, Pat, but it's always fun when we can revisit retirement would you rather. So I hope you are ready to make some real tough, real serious choices. I'm excited. It's fun, Jen. Let's do it. Not serious. Okay, so we're going to start with a funny one just to, you know, remind everybody how the game is played and, uh, you know, just have a little fun here. So first big question, would you rather never lose your keys again Mm. or never lose your phone again? Oh, goodness. Well, that's a terrible question, Jen. I know. You don't want to have to choose, but you have to. It's the rule of the game. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so I'm I'm an overthinker, Jen. You're defeated. Yeah, I guess I'm, I was thinking of like a one time thing, but this is like ever, ever right? Because I was thinking ever, about ever. well, where am I when I lose my keys? But I have no control over that, no, so that's none. a factor. That's right. So I'm just going to blatantly cheat. Okay, so I have an Apple Watch that pings my phone when I lose it. Sure. So I I want to never lose my keys because I don't have that for my keys. Yes. So that's my very logical okay. answer. I think that I would say the exact same thing because okay. I had the same thought. But as you know, I don't have the iPhone. I'm I have the Samsung, oh, you know, the other phone. Oh, no. Everybody gets angry at, during How our text How had I forgotten messages. that? Yeah. <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> I know. I know. But I would use find my phone and find my phone that way. Um, okay. But so yeah. you still have a path to success. Yes. I still have a path to success despite not being so mainstream with my phone choices. If I may add one thing that you're not really asking, I am very OCD and my keys go in the same place every single time. Which so. Well, it works for me, and I, if I lost my keys all the time, I probably would put some kind of tag on them so where I could pay yes. them, you well, know, because you can do that now. Well, but anyway. And, and, you know, and having somebody, like I have two teenage, well, the one's not a teenager anymore. I have two drivers. underage drivers in my house who don't understand how to put their keys on the little, like, hook. <laughs> I'm like, it's right here by the front door. It's a yeah. place to hang our keys. 
instead of just like throwing them at the top of the stairs or <laughs> wherever you're going to set them. Lessons. Okay. I shouldn't have even opened that can of worms, but I did. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Okay. Okay. That's the fun would you rather. Now okay. let's get into retirement would you rather. So okay. here's a big would you rather question that, that a lot of people actually have to face in reality. Would you rather leave a big inheritance to your family or spend it all? When you could. Mm. That's know. a great one, Jen. That's maybe one of the biggest ones for retirement, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what my mind comes to with this one is that uh, when I started, uh, my first day was January 3rd, 1997. Yes. I And no, I wasn't 10 years old when I started, <laughs> but uh, I know because I look like such a spring Aww. chicken. But um, when I would meet with people, you know, in the first maybe half dozen years of my career, it really felt like if I was talking to someone at retirement or in retirement, Jen, they were thinking about how do I leave as much as possible behind? It was so common. And I, there was no you know switch that flipped. But at some point in the last 10 to 15 years, it has gone night and day. And it's not that we have very few clients that are intentionally trying to spend everything down. Sure. But what I would say is they're not focused on leaving a pile of money, if that yeah. makes sense. And I wonder if that it, we're, we're speaking in just that short period of time, that difference in generations of the people now who are retiring, they did have parents who saved it all and they didn't enjoy it. And yeah. we have so many clients that have said, I kept telling my parents, spend it, enjoy it. And you know they just didn't feel comfortable doing that. So it's a really interesting thing to think about. And, you know, we ask every single new client, you know, to we want to talk that out because that's a really big deal. If it's important to you to leave dollars behind, or maybe you have real estate that's been in the family for a long time, like those are really important things that your financial planners should know. Right. And so we want, we want to make sure to be asking those questions to find out what you're trying to accomplish. The most common answer I get, Jen, is I'd love to leave them something behind, but my bigger priority is to enjoy my retirement. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you, you look, Pat, at, at just the things that have changed in our society, how long retirements are. It didn't used to be a really long retirement that people had, so they didn't have a ton of time to enjoy it. And now when you look at you know how long our kids are dependent on us financially, the braces, the glasses, the cars, the college tuition, you see why people are maybe uh, <laughs> having some different perspectives here on some of this. Also, we've talked before on this show about famous people who don't have a will or who don't get their affairs in order, but there are a lot of celebrities who have come out and said they don't want to leave an inheritance to their kids. So Gordon Ramsay, for example, who I think is really fun, does not intend to leave his money to his children so he can avoid spoiling them. They don't get to sit with their parents in first class when they fly somewhere. He once said they haven't worked anywhere near hard enough to afford that. <laughs> and he's like, get back there and coach. That's, That's why, hilarious. That's why I love Gordon Ramsay. And I don't know if he dropped in some bad words. I just kept it clean. Um, Sting is worth an estimated $400 million, but he says he doesn't plan to leave any trust funds to his children. And Marie Osmond, my mom was a big fan of Donnie Ooh. and Marie. Um, she does not plan to leave any of her $20 million to her eight kids, and she will give it all to charity. So, I mean, we're we're seeing people who are saying, hey, we're, we're not going to leave everything to the next generation. We want to help them, but we're not going to totally leave everything to them. Yeah, it's interesting, Jen. It reminds me of two other stories that you didn't cover. One is, you know, I'm, I'm a huge basketball fan and a big Lakers fan. Yes. And Shaquille O'Neal was, you know, a three time champion. <laughs> yeah. And he said, I, if you, I don't know if you've heard this quote. I, I think I know where you're going. I don't remember. One of his kids was saying something to him about them being rich. And he said, Well, you're not rich. I'm rich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, but the other one, a, a very famous one in our world, is Warren Buffett, who is one of the wealthiest people in the world. When asked about this, he said, I'm going to leave my children enough money so they can do anything, but I will not leave them enough so they can do nothing. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty powerful statement to make. And, you know, it really does speak to hopefully having a financial planner that can be somewhat of a financial counselor too, as yeah. you kind of think through what do you really want, you know, 
having money, we don't have money just to have the biggest pile of money or the biggest number on your net worth statement. What do you actually want to do? What do you want that money to accomplish for you? And for most of us, it's things like security and protecting my loved ones and things like that. It's not having spoiled kids or grandkids, you know right. what I mean? Sure. So, sure. so it really is an interesting thing to think about. And I think, um, you know, a lot of our clients, if they are specifically saving for a family member, it's often for their grandkids, you know, grandkids, yeah. college funds or something like that. So it's a really awesome thing to go from maybe you're early in your life and just scrimping by to pay your bills to now feeling like, hey, maybe we have enough, we can share the wealth and do something really cool for our family or for our church or charity or something like that. And th- those to me are, are exciting conversations to have. Well, and how many grandparents just wish they would have had the, the grandkids first? And, <laughs> you know, I mean, but, you know, you mentioned Warren Buffett and I know philanthropy is a big part of what what some of his goals are. And he's talked about trying to do a lot in, in terms of charitable giving and philanthropy for people who have those types of goals. Maybe they want to leave their money to a charity or organization. They want to engage in some charitable giving. What are some strategies to think about for smart charitable giving? How, how might you talk to people about that? Yeah, if you have charitable interests, uh, that's a really important thing to be talking with a planner about because it used to be that way more people could itemize their deductions, and that's where charitable contributions would go. But uh, when the Trump tax code came in, they reduced our tax rates, which is fantastic and a really big tax savings. However, um, it's very difficult to itemize your deductions now. So if you're giving anything to church, charity, you know, university, and things like that, I would really encourage you to come in and talk to someone like us because we can help you with that. One thing would be when you reach age 70, there's a qualified charitable distribution that you mm-hmm. can make. So you can sp- send money directly to that nonprofit out of your IRA and bypass income taxes. That's a big tax savings. We have a lot of clients that are doing like a tithe to their church mm-hmm. that way. A couple other things that you want to be thinking about is if you want to leave a nonprofit money when you pass away, we want to do that out of an IRA because if the IRA goes to your kids or grandkids, they have to pay taxes on it, but a church or charity doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so you can really, there's some really cool things you can can do to essentially make sure that your church or charity and your family are ending up with more and Uncle Sam is ending up with less. And that's one thing that uh, most people can typically agree on. (laughs) Well, here's one last would you rather question. A lot of planning conversations, I think, boil down to this. Would you rather get your affairs in order now and make sure your money goes where you want it to, whether that's charity, family, whatever, Or would you rather leave it to your heirs and let them in the courts sort it all out? (laughs) I see what you did there, Jen. Yeah, you like that? (laughs) Thanks for finishing on an easy one. (laughs) Um, No, this is something that, you know, as our clients have aged and as we've worked with more estate attorneys and, you know, planning has become more complex, uh, we've learned a lot about this. And it really is something that, Jen, we always say the two things that we never want to think about are us getting sick or us dying, mm-hmm. right? And so that's having a healthcare plan and having a state plan. And they're so easy to procrastinate, especially when you're healthy. So to us, part of what we're doing is just kind of nudging you and prodding you to get things in order. And then that gives you that peace of mind to know it's done. And you don't have to worry about it anymore. But it really is one of those things where it is so encouraging to have something happen to a a client that you've worked with and everything goes smoothly with the family and there's no fighting and there's no arguing. But unfortunately, we see cases all the time in our industry where things weren't handled properly or it wasn't planned for. And you can imagine, you know, not only the, the waste of money and the cost for unnecessary taxes and probate fees and things like that, but of course, the most important thing is the family, you know, the fighting and things like that. So anything that we can do to make sure it goes smoothly and we don't cause problems in the family. We always want to help make sure those things are taken care of as soon as possible. Pat, as we start to close things out today, let's just talk a little bit about that process that not not only includes things like estate planning, legacy planning, which is such an important piece, your end of life and your legacy goals, but that's just one piece of what you would consider to be a comprehensive plan. Tell us a little bit about that and how we can get started. 
Yeah, we call our uh, plans that we build custom-built retirement plans because no two are exactly the same. We are custom-building them for you and your family. The first step to creating a plan like that is our five-step retirement review, uh, which covers five different areas, including estate planning. But of course, the, some of the big ones that most people are interested in are your retirement investment plan, your retirement income plan, and your retirement tax plan. So putting all those things, having a cohesive plan for all those different areas. And most importantly, for listeners of the show, we do not charge anything for that retirement review, no cost and absolutely no obligation. To get started on that path, it's 803-9-RETIRE. Again, for listeners of the show, it's an opportunity to take a look at your retirement situation, help you see if you're on your path to accomplishing your goals, no cost, no obligation. Call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Remember that number, 803-9-RETIRE. And be sure to tune in again next time for more insights from Pat. In the meantime, have a great week. And we'll talk to you next time. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership.